0: Here to come in and meet, man. Y'all to see me eat, man. on the meat man. Y'all to see me eat, man. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made a tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I am born out in Texas, called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle greener. Showing the hell like a of meat on the meat, man. Y'all to see me eat, man.
1: Woo. Welcome to the Best Barbecue Show. I'm your host, Joni Levin. This week, we have John Bates, Brandon Martinez, and Warren McDonald of Noble Sandwich Company. They're starting a new barbecue place called Interstellar Barbecue. These guys have been in the Austin scene for about nine years. They make duck pastrami. They make amazing sandwiches, OG pimento cheese, all kinds of Rubens. They've had a Moberg for years before Sonny Moberg was Sonny Moberg. They're classically trained chefs, and they make these epic sandwiches. They've been visited by Triple D. That's diners drive-ins and dives with Guy Fieri. Uh, So they're on the list for some really great food, and now they're working on barbecue. I hope you guys are having a great week. Enjoy this episode with the guys from Noble Sandwich and soon-to-be Interstellar Barbecue. Enjoy. All right, I'm here with John Bates, Brandon Martinez, and Warren McDonald. We're talking about Interstellar (laughs) Barbecue.
2: Woo, all right.
1: We're at the Noble Sandwich Company. And uh, tell us about, you know... How did this place get started, and how did you end up wanting to cook barbecue, y'all?
2: Well, uh, I think it all started with a, a kid and a dream, <laughs> and uh, it was way back. And you know, we we thought that you know we could change the world with our sandwiches. And uh, no, I'm, go ahead, Johnny, you take that. I was, <laughs> was going to go off on a rant there. I
1: like. <laughs> I mean, you guys do some pretty amazing stuff here. We
2: changed uh, the world. We we changed the world. Well, man, you know it. <laughs> You know, uh, coming from backgrounds that we, we came from, you know, a little on the higher end of the cooking spectrum, man. We, we wanted to do something that uh, not a lot of sandwich shops are, are, are doing the hard way, you know, as far as, like, making everything in-house. It's, and uh, we, you know, we wanted it to, to be something different than what your normal sandwich shop was. And taking it back to a time when, uh, when actually everything was, like, old-school delis is what I'm trying to say.
3: Yeah, that's I mean, it, whole. I think that really sums us up the best way. I mean, we weren't trying to, like, recreate the will. We were just trying to take things back to where they're supposed to be where you actually made, like, your ingredients in-house. You actually made your bread. You cured your meats, and that's what allowed those great delis of, like, the up north in Chicago and on the East Coast to stand out and become, like, signature places is because, you know, they created these dishes. And so we were just trying to recreate, recreate our little bit here in Austin and kind of pay homage to that old-school deli culture.
1: Well, and you're... You know, for those who aren't in Austin, m- people may not realize there's not a lot of good sandwiches in the city. No.
2: So no, you- I, I, you know what I, I say no. There's, you know, Austin is changing though. There's, there's a lot of great things popping up, and I think we were on kind of like the forefront of of uh, the sandwich jam you know, and you know bringing something different to the table but you know the way the Austin is rolling man there is really some great things coming through and there's there's some big things and it's it's the ebb and flow though man there's a lot of great things that are happening in the city and um,
1: um but, but you're still kind of the oasis in the desert
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I Brandon will be modest about it I mean I, the whole thing for me kind of started I was sitting I'm kind of standing on my soapbox with my wife at uh, at a restaurant eating a sandwich, and I was going on and on about you know I can make a way better sandwich than this place. Like why the hell don't I like open up a sandwich shop? And her response to me was well yeah why don't you open up a sandwich shop? Kind of tired of you working you know eighty hours a week at night. Uh, let's do something that works better for us. And so that's kind of when I got together with Brand. I was like hey let's open up a sandwich shop. I mean let's yeah. make kick-ass food and let's charge a reasonable price. Let's do it from scratch. Let's do it right and uh, and see if people react to it and. Yeah, we're pretty it's
2: been, good. Yeah, it's been a pretty good run. You know, Johnny and I uh started off way back in the day. He actually got me my first two jobs working the kitchen, so I hate him for it. Yeah, because uh, yeah, twenty five years later we're we're still at it. Um but it's it's been a wild ride, man. And and being able to create something from nothing, uh, literally, because you know, when we started this shop we had no money. We had, you know, the blessing with our parents with a little bit of cash flow to help, but it was basically you know, we cut all the tables, we, you know, we redid the floors, we painted the walls, you know, so there wasn't a right angle in the place, but uh, it had a lot of character uh, when we first opened up, and that was, that's to attest, you know, now we've, we've grown, we have this shop uh, uh, rocking, uh, we have an airport location on the way here uh, in the next, uh, sometime this year, and then, 100%. you know, we're, we're changing over to, to doing the Interstellar stuff, but it's been a, uh, it's been a learning experience and, a, and an awesome awesome experience just you know having you being around this long man when you see a lot of great places that have come and gone and we're still holding tight
1: well and if you check your menu i mean duck pastrami you guys do that classic pimento cheese i've come here for a a few different kinds of rubens uh was there a first sandwich was there kind of a beginning menu or did you just go hard right off the bat
3: um well the first sandwich was the duck pastrami i mean that was kind of the starting point for the whole menu um it was just something that i wanted to serve like my coworkers' family meal um and and i think that was kind of the other like starting point for me and brandon it's like we wanted to make the kind of sandwiches that if we were going to have like our friends over for to watch a football game or birthday party or just to hang out it's like what would i serve like my peers my friends because when you're in the restaurant industry all your friends are in the restaurant industry like you're not a normal civilian you don't get to hang out with people in regular hours so so if we're going to bring these people over what would i make them i'm not going to serve them lame cold cuts (laughs) <laughs> so what kind of sandwich would it make them? And yeah. so we sat down, and with the duck kind of being the first thing that I put down on paper, uh, then we just started talking about, like, well, you know, what kind of, what kind of sandwich would you make if you were doing chicken? Uh, you know, let's, let's do this super rad pork sandwich where you just, like, get down and dirty with, like, three or four different types of pork and make it simple and really delicious. And, like, both of us have Italian, like, backgrounds in cooking. So the other, like, big part for us was to take simple ingredients and pair it well it's you know that's kind of like the ethos of like great italian cooking it's like don't overdo it it's like take good ingredients and use it the right way and i think that was really the, the starting point absolutely and then then all the fun happened after that <laughs> like what uh you know like working you know 18 hours a day building all your tables because you have no money yeah <laughs> uh you know dealing with customers that insist that the club sandwich you gave them is not a club sandwich yeah. um you know all the fun things you find in the restaurant. I
2: think that was one of the uh, the funniest things, too, is that, you know, we're obviously, you know, we had a poor boy sandwich on the menu at, at the beginning. and oh, the, God. the one thing was like, you know, the, they're like, oh, that's not a poor boy sandwich. I was like, well, no, we're not in New Orleans, and it's not a poor boy sandwich. It's our version and take on it. But people are pretty adamant about it, not because, you know, we make all of our bread mm-hmm. in-house. that It wasn't on a French roll. <laughs> that It's not a poor boy sandwich. It's in the essence of, well, yeah wasn't. <laughs>
1: this show has become a target for every backyard expert that exists, and it's just funny because I've, I've posted pictures of Wayne Miller cutting brisket, and they're like, oh, there's no smoke ring. I'm disappointed. You know, they're just like... <laughs> that guy doesn't don't. know what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a guy on Twitter who posted the other day that uh, he, he made someone a brisket, and the guy proceeded to scrape all the bark off oh, and Jesus. tell him how the best brisket is cooked in a crockpot with Sweet Baby Rays. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know... <laughs> You guys know, I mean, you probably served a million sandwiches. You know, yeah. the, the customer might always be right, but that doesn't mean you're going to change anything.
2: Yeah, you know, and that's that's the biggest thing. It's like you know, there's there's a, a you know, everybody has their own opinion of the way things done, but very few venture out and actually have the you know the cojones to uh, yeah. To step out and, and do, the, yeah, and, and do do their own thing, man. And that's it. It's like everybody can say, "Oh, I would do it like this." Well, then, man, go get a hundred thousand dollars, open up a place, and see if it flies. Yeah, and that's yeah, the yeah. biggest thing, you know. We gotta, and that's for you know, in and taste is somewhat. It, it taste is subjective, you know. What one for person it. likes, another person likes, and that's just for everything, you know. And I always tell my customers when they come in, it's like, man, if you don't like something, let me know, man. I spend 15 hours a day in that kitchen, and it's like, if I'm not doing my job, I want to know. But you know what? You may have not gotten the sandwich that's you, but I've got 10 other items on there, yeah. and one of them is going to hit and make a home run with you. You just got to let me know if you don't like it out the box because <clears throat> we can make it right.
1: Well, and the, the beauty is that all these kind of, the people that want to give one-star Yelp reviews and all that, it's all kind of dying. It's not, it doesn't have the clout that it used to. Yeah. So I like that. People are looking to shows or they're looking just at the photos on Google. Mm -hmm. You know, Daniel Vaughn, the barbecue snob, uh, he just did a class at uh, Texas A&M about kind of restaurant owners and what he looks for. And he talks about how he looks at the pictures way more than he looks at any reviews. Because if you look at that person that put a one-star review... They have. They only give one-star reviews. Like they're just a. They're just a <laughs> yeah. sad human being. You, oh yeah. I mean, and, you,
2: and you know to say for that, it's like it's a lot of times you look at these one-star reviews, and it's not even about the food. It's about the parking situation right, or exactly. something that's outside of the environment of what the owner of the restaurant can do. But but they're still giving them a review because they couldn't get a spot for thirty minutes driving around the parking well, lot. That's it's full. just it's ridiculous.
3: I mean, you know, every restaurateur can bitch for hours and hours and hours. about For guilt. sure. But, I mean, it's been, I've been called un-American. <laughs> I've uh, been raked over the coals for serving things that we don't serve. Uh, you know, it's just amazing. And, and, and probably my favorite thing to reference that will, if I, if I ever had the opportunity to write a memoir, is I was accused of serving a small sandwich to a little guy. And he literally sent us two emails Went to Facebook and then did a, a Yelp review, basically saying that when he came in, I sized him up and decided he deserved a small sandwich instead of a normal sized sandwich. <laughs> and to this day, I have no no idea who that guy is and why he thought that. But, yeah, you know, I was accused of like, you know, being against little people. I've had
1: a few sandwiches here that I don't think any of them are small, oh. yeah, man I mean Even you a know, kid sandwiches are huge,
2: yeah it's like you know I'm not the smallest guy, and when I come in to eat you know i, I want I want to be able to be full myself, and so that's kind of what I base everything off of. was like if the sandwich will fill me up, then I, I think you know the majority of the population will will have the same opinion
1: yeah. well, and you guys have uh, you know you you serve on paper, you know you have pickled things, you have kind of these nice sides uh. Did you get this inspiration from other places? Is this kind of just your own brainchild of all, all the... Because, I mean, every little bite is thought about. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool.
3: Yeah, I mean, I th- I think me and Brandon are really influenced by all of our time in the restaurant industry, all the restaurants we've been to. I mean, all that kind of kind of uh is what you draw inspiration from uh i think for us the the main thing about our restaurant and what we wanted to do was just present something that was authentic to me and brandon and the way that we like food the way we like to eat uh so yeah i mean when you when you say everything's thought about um it really is like even the order that the ingredients go on the bread is thought about and if they're not put in the proper order me and brandon are not happy about it you know uh Pickles, something very simple for a lot of places, is a big deal. I mean, it's a recipe that I learned from my grandmother. Uh, and Brandon came from a cooking family as well. Yeah. So, like, little details matter. And I think it's what adds up to a, a bigger experience, especially when you're doing something so casual. It's like with Noble, um, we were always of the mindset, like, let's just serve really good food and, you know, be humble about it and present it. And people are going to be drawn to it. Uh, we don't have to tell them. We would, we're both trained chefs, and that Brandon worked with Michelin-trained chefs in San Francisco. Uh, the food's going to tell that story, you know, especially if you're a foodie or you're a food lover. You're going to roll in and realize, oh, this isn't Subway. This isn't, yeah. like, a Chipotle.
1: Well, let's go back. Where were, what were you cooking in San Francisco? That sounds badass.
2: Uh, dude, I worked at a couple of different places, man, um, but the main one that I, I worked at La Folie with Chef Hubert, uh, Oh, sorry. I was, I was thinking of Fleur de Lis. Yeah, I was thinking Fleur de Lis with Chef Hubert Keller. Uh, oh, Chef Roland Passot at Ahaha uh, oh, was <laughs> oh. Um But I was work. I worked at uh, La uh with Chef uh, Roland Paso and then I worked at Aquarello with Chef Suzette Gresham. And uh, dude, she was a certified badass. Man, that lady is a rock star. And she was like five foot nothing, but like she would absolutely put you in your place if you did something wrong. And I. I loved every minute with her, man. She was she was awesome. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, I learned a lot. I learned a, a, a ton from her, and just I tried. That's you know, and, and Johnny's got great stories of, of chefs he's worked with as well, and that's just something, hey, man. It's like we work with these we work with these great chefs that have done really great things, and that's what we kind of wanted to bring to the sandwich was like these really great techniques and and thoughtfulness. Like Johnny said but like but put it you know between two slices of bread and actually make it something where it's like it it has the flavor it has the technique it has everything that you would find in a you know higher end fine dining restaurant but it's approachable it's a sandwich
3: yeah I mean and, th- and that was part of the other part of the goal too is like let's take all this time and experience that we had working in fine dining restaurants where really you're only cooking for like two percent of the market. I mean just a small group of people that either A want to spend the money on that or appreciate that style of cooking. So let's take all this technique, all this information that we've compiled and let's put it in a format that is more approachable. It's like for the other ninety eight percent. It's for like the average guy. Like we don't want just the foodie. I mean I want the guy who is like next door working on the construction site. You know, I want the average mom and dad and their kids. That's that was kind of our target group. It's like we're serving foodie food, but the idea was not to be foodie about it to talk about ourselves as chefs it's like let's just serve badass food and see what happens yeah
1: have you thought about like a deconstructed pastrami sandwich or something where it's like
3: a little amuse bouche
2: like one <laughs> bite oh <laughs> uh, we we've done it in one offs, i think we
3: <laughs> we do a lot of we do a lot of food events austin food and wine festival um <laughs> other things around town and quite frankly most of the dishes we served are just like Mini deconstructed versions of what we would serve here in the restaurant. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Instead of doing a big, you know, quarter pound or a half pound version of it, it's like you know a half ounce of duck pastrami with a little rye cracker and a little smear of uh, you know Russian to make it fancy and some <laughs> microgreens, and then all of a sudden your your sandwich is quote unquote fancy food, and at the end of the day, it's still just a it's bite our of sandwich. Our sandwich, yeah, man.
2: So, uh, it's been pretty rad, man. It's been pretty rad.
1: And so, how long has Noble Sandwich been around?
3: Uh, almost, nine nine, almost nine glorious years
2: yeah yeah the better part of a decade man we've been running this and yeah. so uh that that and that being said that's i think that's what led us into maybe the turn of events going into the interstellar yeah was that uh a change of uh mindset a change of pace and just like a, a, a change of uh scenery sort of speak man as, as far as like what we've been doing over the last nine years is uh just want to do something else man you know when you when we never got into this. Uh, we never we never opened this with the intent of this being the only thing that we wanted to do. For sure. I know Johnny's got big aspirations and wanting to do other things as well as myself. And I think uh, I think change is you know change is a spice of life. And without change, you're kind of like, you know, you're stuck. And I think you know making this move is, is beneficial for all because it gets the fire going again. It gets the you know the juices flowing. And it gets the excitement back. And it gets all those things that you know that we still have, but just in a greater to a greater degree. I would think. Yeah.
1: And, and you guys are OG. I mean, you have, you've been smoking meat forever. You have a Moberg, right? Yeah. Oh, That's, yeah. That was oh, yeah. kind of before Sonny became yeah. Sonny Moberg. Yeah, you know, know. I mean, Well, I think
2: Sonny has always been Sonny. Yeah. It's just uh, the world finally caught on.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, finally, somebody discovered what kind of badass work that guy yeah, does. Yeah, for real. But Sonny was uh, a regular at the restaurant. Uh, he would bring in his family and the kids, and, uh, you know, we became <laughs> friends. Yeah. And um, so he kind of, you know, he kind of helped us craft and and build this super awesome rig for us, for our catering team. And on one side is a probably about a 150-gallon rotisserie for roasting whole hogs. And then the other side is a 250-gallon offset stick burner. And uh, we had that built. kind of for our catering team and at that time you know Sonny didn't have um, you know a year year and a half long list of people wanting to buy badass pits from him so he was able we were able to talk to him we were able to to go over ideas and he turned it out in just a couple of months for us and uh, I mean that that was what I think having that offset pit and kind of getting back to the basics of like smoking like that is what kind of got the ball rolling, the yeah. spark for it, what has become the new concept. Yeah. Um, it's,
2: been, it's been a little while we've had, we've had studies for that smoke for like three years, almost three four three years. years. Now. And so like just cooking on it, man is, is, it's so nice. And yeah, I think that's, that's absolutely right, man. It's like, you know, being able to do some, some small batch. This thing is not huge, you know, we can't turn out a whole lot of barbecue on the, on the sunny pit, but it was enough to like, ignite that flame like oh man we could definitely i think we could do this at a larger scale man and really make it make make something awesome
3: and that i mean frankly we've been you know we've been smoking and barbecuing meat for almost nine years here at noble um and then both me and brandon have extensive backgrounds cooking over live fire i mean my first job was in a steakhouse where you know i got suckered into coming in to get a job to make some money and and they threw me in the dish pit you know, and a few years later, I was uh, running the line and uh, cooking on a live fire, cooking over mesquite. Uh, was that at
2: Gallagher's? Yeah, it was at Gallagher's. Nice. Because then he suckered yeah, me. I got in him to, into it too. And then so he suckered me and work into working at
3: Gallagher's. Pay, pay it forward. <laughs> so is this
1: is this like a just a big wood fired pit, or tell tell us about kind of what you were cooking on?
3: Um, so at Gallagher's, in you know, I I don't know how it is in other uh, steakhouses because I haven't really cooked in many of them, but uh, basically it was a big insulated box, uh, and then. Uh, we would build the fire in there, and all night long, you're constantly feeding your fire, tending your coals, mm-hmm. um, managing where your hot spot is on your grill, and then at the same time, you're having to take orders and complete the plates. Yeah. Uh, so, you know steaks rolling in you know for a rare filet um you know a medium well ribeye uh, a black and blue new york strip bone Those are always fun. Uh, you know so you're working over this fire and the whole time the real trick and the the art is kind of like dancing with that fire because you can't lose it if you lose it in the middle of service you're your you're host i mean you go to an hour and wait for plates so that was like the real art was like learning how to work a fire all night long and you know what's funny about that too is like you're literally burning the fire right over where you're cooking so you've, you've you're watching drip grease and you know grease drip and it, it's fun you know oh, yeah. and challenging
2: oh yeah we remember when, you know we worked at the, the Republic of Texas and they had the oak and the mesquite grills.
3: yeah wait two, two wood burning grills there uh, it was the you second
2: suckering job that I got I got put into well, uh,
1: and you see it I mean Austin when you guys started Austin wasn't much of a foodie town and now, all of a sudden, it just played catch-up. And now there's, Loro has an open fire. You know, they have that, I don't even know how much it is, but that Inferno Italian yeah. hot fire. Um, the Brewer's Table's got this crazy open fire pit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, all this stuff is all of a sudden in Austin, when 10 years ago, you no one even you know thought of it. Oh, there was yeah. just some tacos and you guys. Yeah. And uh, are, are you seeing kind of these leaps and bounds happening like, are you guys excited for, you know, Interstellar sounds like it's going to be a good time.
3: Well, I mean, I think Austin's changed a lot. I mean, and what I think, what I find the most striking about the Austin market is, is Austin used to be a place where cooks would, like, learn. And then if they had high aspirations, they would, like, roll to New York or Chicago, uh, San Francisco. Um, now, home cooks stay home. They don't leave. Yeah. And then... The flip side of that is now Austin's attracting people that never would have considered Austin a market before. I mean, hell, you had the d'Or the winner, uh, the first American ever to win that competition. He's gonna open up a restaurant in Austin. Yeah. I mean, not in New York, not in Chicago, in Austin, in the middle of Texas. That just says a lot about where it's come. Yeah, and
2: just over the last decade, man. It's, yeah. been, it's, yeah. it's wow. been wild seeing like the, going from where it was, you know, and, and both Johnny and I are from we're, we're both from Corpus so we've been coming to Austin like our whole lives we you know I used to come here early on in the 90s for shows and different things and just you know literally you know all stars and that kind of stuff and seeing it come from that you know not being from Austin and then moving here officially 10 years ago but seeing that whole kind of uh, progression has just been wild especially like you said in the last 10 years when, uh, when it's really taken off as far as the food scene going
3: yeah yeah
2: but, but yeah man Interstellar is going to be kick ass <laughs> Well, and
1: and you've seen. I mean, I've been saying Texas barbecue is taking over the world, but Texas barbecue is still taking over Texas. Oh,
2: sorry, it absolutely is, man. You know, one of the funniest things we saw, you know, trying to go into Interstellar was a a comment on one of them was. this person commented that uh, you know is 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 the barbecue still a uh, fad? Is that you know people open barbecues as a fad? And I thought my first thought was like obviously she's this person is not from Texas because it's a religion, it's a way of life. For and, sure. And, and Texas and Texas barbecue has been, I mean I, I think since the first cowboys rolled in with the fire, it, the barbecue has been a way of life here in Texas. And that that's you know going in with saying like you know I just thought it was really funny when you mentioned like about like. You know texas barbecue or barbecue's taking over the world it's like it's it's uh i think people outside of texas are finally realizing what barbecue can be but here it's always been what it is and that's like just awesome smoking cooking
3: yeah, yeah. i mean it is barbecue i mean yeah. i don't even i mean you can argue back and forth about what barbecue is in other parts of the country but i mean i like to take it to the extreme and just say well i don't know what they cook over there because that's not barbecue <laughs> you know, barbecue is offset it's 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 post oak it's oak it's brisket i mean sometimes it's mesquite and you know as far as like texas kind of like reclaiming its mantle i mean you're right i mean people in texas are still kind of like foregoing other styles of barbecue cooking and kind of reembracing what what it was born here you know so you see people getting away from you know rotisserie cookers and getting away from you know hickory and and applewood and just kind of embracing what the region's for and i think that's says a lot about um, uh, a, a region, its culture and it's a little bit bigger than just food. It's about embracing itself and, and caring about like, where you come from and no. what, you're, what you're about and that you don't have to necessarily be from there in order to embrace that but uh, I think it's important to, to realize what's, what Texas is about and what food in the state is about and that, that's a huge part of it. No. Uh,
1: just the way Texas barbecue has come up it's not like there's been shortcuts created. It's not like there's it's still the same watching the fire for twelve hours, yeah. you know, taking your time, doing everything by feel really. Uh do you think are you seeing people trying to kinda of take shortcuts or it seems like everyone's kinda of honoring the you know, well, offset that's, stick I mean, burner?
2: You know, like the I think the reason you don't know, see people taking many shortcuts is as they don't last. Uh, You know, it's like if you're going to do it, you need to do it right because, you know, Texas, we've had this since Texas was Texas. Like it's a uh, everybody knows what barbecue and what good barbecue is supposed to be. And I think if you try to take the shortcuts, people automatically assume like, you know, it's a lower tier barbecue. And if you want, you know, to get something tough, this is where you go, you know, or something that's like that's not true barbecue.
3: Yeah. And just if you're going to serve barbecue in the state people call you out I mean they'll 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 call bullshit on barbecue that's not right yeah. and you know considering the current age we live in where everybody's a, a food critic everybody has a platform everybody has their opportunity to go out there and share their experience uh with their friends and family uh it's a double-edged sword I mean it's great if you're you're killing it and people love what you do but also in the same token if you're half-assing it and you're not really putting your heart into the food uh it's you get caught really fast And I think, you know, Interstellar um, ties into me and Brandon's approach to cooking uh, in the same way with Noble in the sense that it's not about us reinventing the wheel. It's about us honoring, like, real cooking traditions and doing things the right way. I mean, we don't cure meats for five to six days at this restaurant because it's easy. We don't do it that way because... Um, it's the most cost effective way hell yeah. I mean there's sometimes I wonder why we do it the way we do to begin with oh, if I knew what we are no. getting ourselves into but um, so we're all about like doing things from scratch slow uh, slow food um, doing it the right way and you know if, if you don't do it the right way you get caught it's, yeah especially when you throw something on uh, you know a tag on something like Texas barbecue I mean <laughs> you better know what the hell you're doing
1: and it's, it's cool because you guys, you know, you get, it, you get into names and all this stuff. The, the name I really like. I love the logo. You know, Thank you, you, you had it professionally done. I think that that's, uh, it's just cool to see, you know, y'all are seasoned. You're, this isn't your first ball game. And it's cool that you're kind of throwing, kind of doubling down on the whole smoke meat thing. Because yeah. you've already been doing it. And it's, it's really, a, I'm excited to see what, what comes out
2: yeah man I think you know I, I'm really excited too, man. like when we when we started talking about this and then we were toying around with the idea of like, should we or shouldn't we, and we just finally made the jump, it like it 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 changed something like you know you get you get excited again, like I said, you know, we've been doing this for a better part of a decade, and I love making sandwiches, I love talking to people about food, and I, I love doing all this stuff, but it's but after a decade of doing it, you're like, well I, I, you know. I want to change. I want to do something else. And when we started talking about this, started getting all of the, the cogs rolling in a different, you know, direction and, and, uh, you know, the fire started to burn bright again. And I think it's, uh, it's going to be a fun thing, man. Uh, we have some fun stuff that's going to be planned and I, and I know we're going to be, you know, maybe not right off the jump, but there's some special things that I think we can do that, uh, <laughs> that will, uh, will be fun.
3: Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, we're, we've been in the restaurant business for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so our approach when we do anything nowadays is to try to put our best foot forward. Yeah. I mean, and, and to take the lessons we've learned and, um, you know, take the food really, really, really serious. I mean, we don't mess around when it comes to the food. But at the same token, we don't take ourselves too <laughs> serious. Uh, you know, we just, a fact. we just care about, we care about food and we care about people. And so we wanted the restaurants, you know, Interstellar to reflect that. I mean, we, we wanted to make it all about the food and not necessarily about, you know, me and Brandon. I mean, yeah. We're pretty awesome. I mean, oh, who, I agree. 100% get awesome. get better than us, too, but Damn we're really high. trying to make it about the
2: barbecue. <laughs> that's, that's it. And, uh, you know, I think with the, with the Interstellar name, too, man, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of fun things we can do with that. And really kind of like, you know, we take the food seriously, but, you know, we can have a lot of fun with everything else.
3: And, too, I mean, it's Texas. There's a ton of barbecue in the state. There's a ton of barbecue in Austin. Uh, if you're going to stand out in that crowd, you know, you need to try to give yourself a, a name and a little bit of branding that stands out from the pack, and then you better deliver the food, you better deliver the goods. Because if you get them in there because they're intrigued by the idea, um, you certainly don't want them to go over to Yelp and go, I wish I could give this place zero stars, but it won't let me. I was so excited, and they totally let me down. But you know what? They you uh, start
2: taking pictures of the yeah. food itself, and you know, the Yelp reviews don't matter. So,
3: you know, you've got to come with the goods. I mean, you know, create a good idea, make it exciting, make it fun, get people engaged and then give them some badass.
2: Right! <laughs> no, I'm excited just talking about it, man. I want to eat some Q now.
1: So, Warren, you're being pretty quiet over here. Talk to us about, uh... Get over here, take all the mics.
0: Yeah, take them here,
3: here take all three get in oh, there. Oh,
0: my goodness. Well, <clears throat> I can tell you the, uh, everything that you've heard here today from John and Brandon is the reason why I am here, here right now. I have worked at too many places that don't care. And that, uh, and I've quit probably more, chefing jobs, because everybody around me, they just want to do it the uh, fast, easy way. They, everything's frozen, and I just can't live with myself, and I can't stand it when I see something done, just not right. And these guys had nailed it every single step of the way. And I remember driving by the restaurant a long time ago and i thought it was awesome that that noble was open from three no till seven in the morning till three in the afternoon i thought that was genius it took me five trips in order to actually get food at at noble because either they were closed or there was a line out the door and i did not want to wait and so finally when i got inside i ordered five things off the menu and I was looking around at the menu, and I saw what was going on, and I said, "I finally found guys that think like me, and I want to work here." And so, after constant badgering, they finally let me in. We relented. And, we adopted um, him. I have. Uh, I won't go away, and I've had a lot of fun, and I'm surrounded by, by people that are having a lot of fun at what they do and are really good at it and that and that actually care. And that fits my my soft Rendai exactly. And that's why I just – and I've mentioned a lot of times that at the end of the day I feel like I owe them money <laughs> just, just for letting me hang out and, and cook and learn with them because it's been awesome.
1: So did he just come in and
3: ask for a job? Go, he right? just
2: wouldn't go away because that's uh- – <laughs>
3: Actually, all of our best employees are the ones that find us. I mean, and, and all, all joking aside, really, the people that have like stuck around and have like been through the battles with us and have uh, seen the vision are the folks that come to the restaurant and they say, "Hey, are you hiring? I, I like what you do. Yeah. You know, um, it, when you're hiring, when you give me a call, can I come? Can I come? Just hang out with you guys and stage? And those are the guys, the cats that. Have, you know spent the most time with us not yeah, the cold no. calls where you're like running an ad trying to get a cook to come work for you um you know warren kind of fits that model he's just somebody who he recognized what we did he appreciated it and uh yeah and, and then we, we had, adopted him, yeah, yeah so you know you know and i'll send the bill for for bringing you on <laughs>
0: okay thank uh-huh. you <laughs> and
2: uh you know we've had a lot of great people in work for us in the past too they've gone on to do some really great and cool things man and so it's uh it's really awesome to see you know To see people now in different positions, and they started off with us, like you know, helping us make this place, and they've gone on doing things, man, which is which is super cool, man, being a part of their growth and everything. I feel very honored to be part of that.
1: Well, and that's a mindset that's hard to teach. I mean, there's there's a lot of old school barbecue places where people have left and they're furious and they'll never speak to them again, and they're they take it really seriously. But the places that are smart are excited about their staff, excited about. You know, hey, you may not be here forever, but when you leave here, you're going to be kick-ass.
2: Oh, absolutely, man.
1: And that's, that's a mindset that that'll bring you all kinds of success.
2: Yeah. I always, I, dude, I'm always uh, to the thing that if, like, people that work for us are successful, we'll all be successful. And I really try to stay with that. And, I, it, you know, sometimes it's, uh, it, it's a little hard, <laughs> to say the least, you know, with uh, some employees, man. But I'm always, I always give the benefit of the doubt. Uh, a lot of times and you know it has come around to bite me the ass here and there but for the most part man you know if, if you love your people man they'll love you back and that's what I try really hard to do uh, in the restaurant
1: Well, and, and what people don't realize is if you're thinking long term when you take someone and you make them kick ass or you help them develop their skills or you just you show them off
2: mm-hmm.
1: everyone's going to line up to be that guy next yeah. like everyone wants to be everyone wants to be lifted up everyone wants to, to leave better than they came in and if you're if you're offering that i mean that's a it, it's a problem in all these tech companies it's a problem in advertising it's a problem everywhere, mm-hmm. and especially you know it, it food there's a lot of old school there's a lot of people that you know they just they want you to stay forever, and that's just mm-hmm. not how it works anymore not
2: not in the restaurant industry anyways it's especially down here in Austin man, when you know everybody's hiring all the time <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, I don't see this as a job i mean I never have seen this as a job it is been more of a just a way of life and it fits into my personality and e- even on my days off, there ha- have been days where, where I want to come in because it's just fun and um, that's why I think it works so well is because the, the people that do enjoy it, they work at it like it, it's their own company and that's kind of the approach that I take. I Kind of think of it as mine and how would I do it and it um means a lot to work here and I don't really consider it work it's just a fun it's
1: are you you going to to interstellar how's the so is it going to be you three or are there a few other guys
2: um well I think I'm going to probably be at noble uh more often uh than I am at interstellar but uh I will definitely be going there for some good food
3: yeah now Brent's definitely a key part of it uh yeah, I mean we uh, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for us working so damn hard together. Absolutely, um, you know it's Warren a- is uh, coming on as one of our guys that's gonna be uh taking care of the pit for us. Um yep. you know, he he is a true die hard barbecue, you know, Texas barbecue aficionado. So uh I mean what better position to be in than to be out there every day, you know, making it happen. Um we've got an amazing guy that is uh basically a lifelong butcher that's going to be joining our team um, to do all the trimming, uh, sausage making, um, help us out with that. In so we're really trying to assemble like food professionals, um, the the best people that we know. And then, you know, we've got to hire out a few more people and get them on board and we'll look for folks that have um, passion more than anything. Like I'm not terribly interested if you've worked for one year or 20 years, but if you're smart and you're passionate about what you do, I can make you a badass cook. That's, you know, finding the fire is the hard thing.
1: And so tell me more about this butcher. Is he breaking down stuff or... Uh. Tell them all
2: about Ray, man. Well, Ray, man. Well, I've known Ray for a long time myself. Uh, I, we worked together in the meat department of Whole Foods. When I first met him ten years ago because I, as I was when I moved back here from San Francisco, I worked with Johnny for a little bit, and then I wanted to do, uh, I wanted to get out of the restaurant industry and do some, like butchery, learn uh, how to break down um, meat, and I met Ray, and he ran the Whole Food meat department uh, for a while, but he's been. Uh, I think I talked to him the other day. He's been he was cutting meat for almost 25 years, 20 wow. years. Um, he's our age, but he's been he's been in the, the butchery. cubby says he was 17, and actually working with us is his first time. Is his first job outside of being a butcher is coming on with us and working here at uh, Noble, man. And he kind of ran the line. He was our kitchen manager down there, but uh, I mean he's really he's really awesome, man. I've got video. We have videos on our Instagram, I uh, believe. I believe we have videos of our Instagram of him, you know, breaking down whole pigs because we do a uh, porchetta-style whole hog roast, and he's breaking down from the shoulder back and deboning it and, and doing all that stuff. And if uh, if we don't, I'll have to get one on there. I've got a bunch of videos of him doing all my say, phone.
1: I'll, I'll come and shoot that whole thing over right. again. Yeah, it, yeah, it's absolutely, man. You should
2: come and do it. Like he's he's great, man, and yeah. he's uh, he's really like he's almost like he's OCD about it. Like he he takes a lot of pride in what he does, and uh, just having that kind of experience. Uh, I mean, we can really for the smoke part, bring in anything we wanted. And I know, uh, I don't know if we have the room for bringing in whole animals, but I guarantee that if we brought it in, Ray would be able to take it down and he could do like supermarket cut. I mean, he could break it down yeah. from the primals to the subs, to, to, the, to everything, man. Yeah. And, and it's, uh,
3: a, it's, a, it's a real pleasure to work with somebody who uh, enjoys their craft the same way we see cooking. You know, he enjoys his craft and me cutting the same way. Yeah. And so, yeah, if I ask him, hey, can you bone out a hog for me from the head down so I can roll it back up and make this awesome, you know, ginormous tube of meat, uh, he's <laughs> all for it. I mean, yeah. yeah. he's like, yeah, let's do it. Get it yeah. in here. Uh, and, then, and, and it's good to have him on that team because he, he helps us out not only with, with, like, breaking down things, but also um, it gives us a leg up when we're, um, you know, uh, working on finding the right product. You know, when we want to taste and, uh, you know five or six different types of brisket and brands of brisket you know mm-hmm. um, I can lean on him and say hey from a butcher standpoint tell me about this brisket like and tell me what's going on here uh, you know tell me why uh, this cut is this way and this cut is a different way and absolutely. he's just got 20 years of knowledge where having that behind you I mean really helps
2: yeah and you know for that matter you know when we're testing out different things for different applications man it would be like well maybe this cut doesn't work but this cut would absolutely work and that's that's really where all of that comes into also man and it's like just yeah having him on is i think it's just gonna be a big asset to to making this grow you know an interstellar you know to do what it needs to do man the dude can hoss out like
3: 200 pounds of sausage like yeah he's a badass dude he really is and ray if
2: you if you ever listen to this uh you know i will never tell you that into your face yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) well and that's the everyone's kind of reinventing as much as you've seen the same barbecue places in austin even Half of them have switched to someone else making their sausage, and half of them now make their own sausage. Yeah. And sausage is becoming, you know, I have a post from the chili relleno sausage being made at uh, Tejas Chocolate in Houston, oh, nice. and 90,000 people viewed it because it's just this kind of hypnotic spool of meat coming out. But that that sausage got so popular that now it's, it went from a special to a regular menu item. Yeah.
2: yeah. We've got something uh kind of similar in the works, man, with something that, that people like and uh I just think yeah, man, sausage can be this thing. It can make it whatever you want it nowadays, man. It's like people are going out, I saw a pizza sausage the other day and uh hamburger sausage that had like you know bits of tomato and lettuce in it which i thought was kind of
3: weird okay, but that's just weird
2: yeah it was kind of weird but i but I, I mean just like you could take it as far as your creativity will allow you to take it as far as now and i think with the way that people are trying different things in this day and age that it could be weird but someone will be like well i want to try it out because it's so weird like it could work you know it's like with the lady in chicago i i, I don't know it's may i don't know if it's chicago maybe it's in north where she's making pickles but she's putting red hots and different types of like you know candy into it and but it's become this big thing i don't know if you've uh, if anybody's ever seen I'm but about yeah i to write that one down yeah she's got like a sweet i think she does like sweet and sours in one and she'll put
3: how about p- red hots with truffles and fessent
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one that's funny <laughs> you bring that up <laughs> uh Oh man, that's a blast from the past. Uh, but yeah, dude. But it's, it's just like, it's, it's nowadays, you know, cooking, you know, everything's online, the platforms are all there, and people can just kind of like, especially restaur- restaurant tours, they can go adventurous, and people are a little more welcoming to it than they were, you know, 10 years ago just because of, you know, what you're doing. Uh, you know, being out there and, and, and talking to people that are doing some really out there things that people haven't thought about, but like, oh crap, man, that's, that's an idea that I could do and take in and roll with something else. Oh.
1: So you know, Interstellar is a that's a grandiose name. Are you guys trying to like knock it? You know, go out into space oh, on
2: dude, this we're stuff? You're going to do the original, or, or shoot for the stars and Mars and everything beyond, brother?
3: <laughs> Are I, you guys, I mean, it's funny. I, I mean, we not we aim we shoot high. I mean, we really do. We we try to do great things. And and if you set the bar really high, hopefully you land somewhere close to it. Yeah. Uh, and with Interstellar, I mean, you know, we just. We want our little fit in, fit in a little bit, you know, find our little spot with all these other, you know, yeah. badasses in Texas and the stars man. of Texas barbecue. If we can find a little niche in there, we'd yeah, be man. pretty stuck.
2: And, you know, man, there's, uh, you know, and, and right now Northwest Austin, I think, is dying for good barbecue as far as uh, where Austin, man. Everything is downtown, east side, uh, south. But uh, as far as, like, where, where, where we're at located up north, man, there is kind of a barbecue void I would say in that part of austin and, and people that live out there you know they work downtown they live out there they want to have that same barbecue experience that they can go to franklin or you know or la barbacoa or something like that but they don't want to make the 45 minute trek back down into it and so i think that's uh i think that's a good thing too is trying to trying to just you know give the people in northwest austin some some barbecue love
3: yeah i mean northwest austin and cedar park needs love too i mean people there's who knows how many people live out there now but I mean everybody who lives in this area wants like that slice of like Austin lifestyle they just want to don't want to deal with like living in downtown Austin they can't (laughs) afford to live in Hyde Park they can't afford to live in East Austin so instead of drive having people drive an hour to go over to the east side or you know an hour and a half to drive south down to some of the other places it's like let's you know, let's cut a few of them off up north and let them have that experience in their backyard instead of having to take the trek. And, I mean, we all love to drive to go have barbecue. Hell, I mean, I plan road trips around going to have barbecue. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, it'd be nice if I didn't have to drive 45 minutes <laughs> if I to could get drive, a good plate of barbecue. If I could
2: drive 10 minutes instead of 50, uh, yeah, that's always worth it, right?
1: Well, and, I mean, I go to snows almost every Saturday. So oh, I, man. I like the drive, but I grew up in the country. So I have to just get out of the city to clear my head at yeah. least once a week. <laughs> Uh, so are you thinking a more traditional menu? Are you guys going to kind of have regular brisket or maybe some other?
2: Well, I, I think we're starting. Right,
3: well, can. I mean, with the menu, it, it's going to be built on traditional building blocks of, like, great Texas barbecue. I mean, we're going to honor the tradition. But I think, like, everything we do, we, even here at Noble, it's like we take uh, food that you recognize and, and appreciate for what it is, but we always put our own stamp on it. Yeah. You know, so everything we do is going to be unique to us. Um, and that's just, well, we'll see where that goes. I mean, we're we we're just we're passionate about food. We love what we do. And um, that's kind of a, an evolving road. You yeah. know, when you cook,
0: it's and, not the same. And,
2: you know, I, I, I really wanted, like, I know when we get this thing going, not immediately, but, I mean, I definitely have some ideas to toy around. Like, I grew up, and my dad would always, every, you know, we would have the barbecue, throw mollejas on the, or sweetbreads on the grill to smoke, man. And I I absolutely love Barbecue sweetbreads, and they are like so delicious. You oh, can get a crunch on there. So rad. And that's kind of something that I, you know, may not like, be off the jump, but like that one, elote, uh, the corn that we get down, we used to get down to Corpus, you smear with like cream and the chile and all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's something that I think we could really make uh, poppin' as well. And yeah. they, they may just be like, you know, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday one offs, but I there's some things that we could do with this that I think would separate us uh, from the pack, but, but absolutely bring the goods.
3: Yeah. Early on, it'll, the menu will be pretty standardized, yeah. but for early on too, we'll be rolling in what will be our version of daily specials where we might, you know, barbecue some oxtail. We might barbecue some, some beef shanks. Um, you Those know, lamb chops you did. were, were do some lamb. lamb. Uh, uh. uh, there's so many, there's so many different options out there. The palate's kind of wide open. I mean, you build it on the, on the building blocks of great Texas barbecue. You bring them in with that Trinity of, you know, brisket and ribs and sausage. But then you offer them you know, some other cool experiences too. And as long as you, once you earn their trust, once they know you do the, the building blocks right, then they'll come in and they'll start you know, trying some of the other options that you have for them.
0: One of the things that we're gonna be doing that I think is um, gonna set us apart from a lot of the, I guess, more spoken about and well-known high-end places is that we're going to pay a lot of attention to the uh, side dishes and not only the sides but we're going to do our own pickles and the uh, potato salad is going to be special all this is is an extension of uh, noble you know we're going to pay a lot of attention to to the sides because i've been to some places where they get their pickles out of jars and you know sure it's all about the meat but i think having unique side dishes that you just can't get anywhere else there's a lot to be said for that and that's uh, a lot absolutely. of things that i'll look for and i think that's going to add a element of real specialness to yeah. uh yeah, interstellar i mean absolutely. hell like, you're gonna work so
3: hard on that meat you're gonna bust your ass making all that beautiful barbecue and then you're gonna melt it in on the sides yeah, you you're stupid out of a bucket it's yeah, it's definitely. like you know it's like building a sports car making the outside look super sexy super rad and then you've got like some crappy little pinto engine in there it's like <laughs> come on man finish the job
1: mm-hmm. yeah well, and uh, shout out to the uh, Aaron and Patrick Feegis. They just had a baby, but Aaron's known for oh, oh her yeah. sides. Uh, in fact, our last episode, uh, Daniel Vaughn talks about how you know, sometimes you take someone. They might not be a vegetarian, but maybe they're just not in the mood. But you want to get barbecue. Sometimes you can make a meal out of just uh, two or three good sides. Yeah.
2: Absolutely, you know, and that's one of the things. You know, I don't know uh, Johnny's wife. Uh, for many years has been vegetarian and I think that's one of the uh, things that when we're coming up with sides is you know what can she eats right, when she wants some, some good barbecue, but still make it tasty, still make it good, and still not leave that person that, that is going with their city of another. They're going with somebody that really wants barbecue, but they're just not into it at that moment or, or they're, they're just going because they want to eat good barbecue, but still the sides are there and make a statement on it.
3: Yeah, and you're seeing that I mean, more and more, too. I mean, there's a lot of people that just focus on one item and then kind of meld in on the others, but you're seeing a lot of great places around the state making good sides too um you know like when i drive through brenham i have to stop at truth you know it's just it's a mandatory stop and i love the pickles i love the pickled onions i love the cake that you get i mean no stop there is complete without a slice of that homemade cake um you know so that is a perfect example of like somebody who's like putting it all out there you yeah know, they're they're doing the meat right they're doing the sides right and and it's a, it's, a, it's a rad stop i mean i can't not stop there so that's you know we want to create our version of that you know do really good food unique sides you create your own little niche and then hopefully people respond well to it
1: well and leonard uh the last time i was out there i was talking to him and it sounds like they're gonna sell the, the cake is starting to catch up with the barbecue as far as sales <laughs> nice. his mom is working round the clock to make those i mean that's a two pound slice of cake right there See, it's yeah. rad it's awesome yeah and you know they're that uh is it corn casserole Whatever that is, that that kind of like scooped corn that's baked, yeah, man, and that's like, there's only a few places that do it. You know, Shane Styles says he's the OG. Um, I haven't done my research <laughs> yet, but he, you know, he, he's he's happy and proud of that. And it, it's just it's just interesting to see because there's this playful friendliness. It's like there's very few people in the barbecue world that have bad things to say. There's very few people in the restaurant world that talk down about other places, like you guys are entering this kind of lovely family and it's cool to see that you guys have a great attitude about it. You know, yeah. I've eaten here a million times. Uh, I know the food's good. So I know that the people uh. doing it are badass. but it, it's cool to see you guys are, you know, you're not worried about competition. You're not worried about anything because you're kind of going into a, a desert as far as barbecue, but you're also, you got your heads on straight, which yeah. is so cool because <laughs> I, I'm waiting for like more jerks to appear in barbecue and they're just, it, it doesn't happen
2: well i think the barbecue is a, a pretty welcoming community in general man i mean everybody i everybody loves barbecue and and you know what there's there's a you know everybody's got their own way of doing it you know building on the traditional blocks and that's something too man it's like you can always learn from something you, you never stop learning you know from the guy who's been doing it for 50 years down the road because you know you just got yourself a badass smoker i mean there's always something to to, to take from somebody else and i think that's 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 really
3: awesome. You know, and a lot of it just comes down to like, just good old fashioned respect. Yeah. I mean, I know how hard it is to run a restaurant. I know how hard it is to start a business and anybody who puts themselves out there like that, I've got tons of respect. respect Absolutely. And I can only wish the best for them because I mean, I, I know what it's like. I mean, it's a kick in the nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Say the least. (laughs) Sometimes day after day after day. So when I roll into somebody's establishment, I'm hoping for the best and I'm always looking for the best from them. And, and you know, I, you just see that yeah. you, you when you're in the business in the restaurant industry in the world uh, in the barbecue world you just you, you begin to realize that it takes a special kind of person to want to do it and want to do it with love yeah. and so it's just really easy to love those kind of people and, and get love back in return. you know
2: uh, that, that but at, at the same time too man if if uh, I'm absolutely about like if I'm not doing what I need to do I would expect somebody someone peers, someone that I look up to someone that's been in the game to be like hey man you're doing great, but this could be tweaked, this could be better because, you know, we're always looking to make the best product, man. And I'm not above being told like, hey man, you're doing good, but like it could be better. And that's, and I think you, you know, coming to that, you have to take, a, you have to be a little bit humble with it as well because, you know, there's people in the game that have been doing it, you know, 50, 60 years that know like, you know, us young bucks, you know, I can, can be like taught and, and that kind of stuff, man. So, you know, I'm all, I'm all about that as well. You know, respect gets respect.
1: And, you know, love gets love. Well, and, you know, you, you, the name's Interstellar. I've been talking a lot about food around the world, borderless food, and just how you know, there's guys, uh, Grant Pinkerton is making, like, a candied rib. It's a more competition-style rib at his mm-hmm. barbecue place. No. Uh, you're seeing people maybe do some Korean spices and their beef ribs. Mm-hmm. Is there something that, that you guys are kind of excited to, to play with? I know you talked about elotes and yeah. some of the Mexican-style.
2: Um, I, you know, that's, I am absolutely excited to try some of that stuff. I know, like you said, you want to still, we want to stick more traditional and kind of get our feet or get our bearings and make sure that, you know, the foundation is solid and then build off of that. But yeah, man, I mean, we grew up, you know, carne asada and, you know, pastor and stuff like that. And I think it, there's, there's definitely some awesome applications that we could do.
3: Yeah. I mean, I definitely think and you'll
2: especially, and then, you know, Italian style stuff. I mean, you know, doing some Italian style barbecue that's you know Italians are known for barbecue but we can maybe bring in something to that aspect and do something that, that could be a homage to the Italians but like you know Texas style
3: I mean I think our cooking always reflects like our background and where we've been and what we're about so I mean you're at some point you will always see some kind of like south texas influence run through our food uh-huh. whether we're doing you know brisket with tortillas or we're doing mollecas, or uh, all that stuff is just kind of reflective of where we grew up you yeah. know i mean corpus christi is like it's this town that man, either you stay there forever and you never get out or you want to get the hell out. But, um, <laughs> but the roots are always there. It, it leaves, it leaves a, a good mark on you when it comes to food because the appreciation for like, good, you know, uh, good scratch cooking down there is a big deal. And oh. so I think you'll definitely see some stuff kind of roll through us. I mean, we've, we've always played around with food. I mean, we, you know Six years ago, we were doing a brisket sandwich here with kimchi on it. You know so we don't have a problem like bringing fun flavors to our food and allowing it to evolve um, it's just you know get the ball rolling and see where it rolls
1: <laughs> well speaking of what's the what's the timeline how long before people can eat interstellar barbecue
2: uh, <laughs> doing pop-ups,
1: that's a good said, question right? yeah,
3: we have been doing pop-ups we've kind of put those on a hiatus as we focus on getting the restaurant open um, you know we're looking at opening um, sometime this you know this winter uh, late winter Really early spring, but I would. We're hoping to be open, you know, in February is our goal. Awesome,
2: oh, man. So it's coming quick, man. We're gonna. We're working hard on trying to make make sure that we we kind of hit some goals that we we've we've set for ourselves, and then, you know, you know the, the sky's the limit after that, right? The space the we're in
3: right now. We're currently uh, doing a minor facelift on it. Uh, we've been breaking in and getting to know our new best friend, our new pit um, that we had built. Big Merck and uh so we're just kind of uh getting settled in uh, but it, it'll be a quick pretty quick turnaround we took the old uh location uh, the old noble i say the old the the first noble location up on ranch road 620 and we're turning it into the the barbecue location so uh, it's just a matter of doing some minor facelifts and then kind of uh getting the people lined in and then kick the doors open and see what happens so there's a new smoker you're getting built
2: no, it's just... It's, it, is it, it, it is built. Oh, it is built. The, yeah, oh, yeah. The one where, that's the one okay, we're with currently the... smoking on right now. Yeah, gotcha. yeah we, had the, we had the Moberg initially, but then we have, like, the new... We got a 1,000-gallon smoker uh, the day after Christmas, so it was a good Christmas present. Yeah. Um, you said
1: Big Merc? Yeah. yeah. Big Merc. Big Merc. Why is it called that?
3: Well, you know, it's, it's a fun play <laughs> uh, on, on kind of what we're all about. Uh, the propane tank that Brandon found was this beautiful kind of mercury silver color. And, uh, you know, because really well we like to have fun, it became big. Mark. Awesome, man. We're gonna
2: mark some barbecue.
1: That's why <laughs>
3: you're gonna put some fins on it, make it look like a rocket ship. <laughs> <And> lower that <laughs> shit, man. We'll it. put some, some, <laughs> some, some, some lists on it, get, get up on three wheels. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh.
1: uh, are you guys supposed to be open now? Uh,
2: we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Okay.
1: Uh, well, I only have one last question, which is, uh, you know, our I, I talk, I usually talk about our fans. Um, and just the people that listen to, uh, you know, they listen to the show. They're excited about cooking in the backyard. They might be in a, uh, they might be in a kitchen right now cooking. They might mm-hmm. be in a pit. You know, uh, I, I went to Two M Smokehouse yesterday. They were listening to Joe Rogan and a bunch of podcasts. So it, it's something that people listen to on all levels of food. So what's your message out there to the enthusiasts? You know, they're they're going to want to check y'all out. But like, why why is barbecue great? and and what's your message to all the enthusiasts who who get to hear your story
3: Uh, I mean for me it all comes down to love what you do and don't take shortcuts Uh, then anybody can make kick ass food you don't have to be a chef you don't have to be uh, you know a restaurateur like us idiots you know put it out there Um, (laughs) I mean anybody can make badass food that's it goes back thousands of years just care about what you're doing man man. it'll happen
1: sorry Go for it. It, it. it won't be that loud. It won't be that loud?
3: Yeah. I got this it's, on like super low, so uh, just like, keep the mic down. It sounds closed. loud. Like, <laughs>
2: you're like, <laughs> I can't hear you. What? <laughs> um, so you so take it, uh, so for all everybody out there, man, it's like, you know, love what you do, man, and hopefully it'll come back to you. And that's, that's it, man. It's like, I I think, you know, of all the years we've been in the kitchen, I still love coming in here, man. I love cooking food. I love talking to people about food and it excites me. And every day I get to come in here and do what I love. And, and, uh, and at the end of the day, man, if you could do that, well, hell, you've already started, you've already wanted life.
0: Yeah. Care about your craft.
3: I mean, that's the biggest deal.
0: Yeah. And I think we're going to have a lot of staying power because nobody does it like we do it. I mean, there, or there are very, very few people. And it's going to reflect in the food, and it already has reflected in the food. I mean, hell, I Noble's been around for uh, almost nine years, and there's a, and there's a reason for that. It, anybody can go at it and, and do that half ass, you know. And we want the whole ass. It reflects in the food. Three quarters. And um, and people are going to see that when they walk into uh, to uh, Interstellar and they try everything. Yeah, and I mean, I'm excited.
1: You guys are you, you guys are just, you know, another part of the barbecue family, and uh, yeah. we'll check in when you all are open. Oh, thank dude. you. We're
2: going to set you up with a big old play, brother. You better, right, come fam, you better get down come, here. Come in hungry. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank right. man. Thank you.
0: Hey, they come in and eat, man. Y'all will see me eat, man. Hey, they come in and man. Y'all will see me eat, man. I got jaws like a bear trap.